was, I was a little disappointed though because you said there was going to be blow and hookers, and there was no blow or hookers. No, there was. We're just not allowed to talk about that publicly. Oh, okay. Oh, oops. Hello, and welcome to You Are The Host, and today it's a different episode because it's a reverse episode, and by that I mean Taylor's going to be the host and I'm going to be the one guiding it. Hello, I'm Taylor. I think everyone knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, but I've never gotten to formally introduce myself before, so... You know, yeah. Emily did technically introduce me as a host one time, but that was just when she was fresh on the show. We didn't have like an idea what the show was, so it's not the same thing. I think this is the first episode that... At least I've been a part of that. You're not oh sorry. <laughs> I'm you, terrible. I'm a terrible guest. <laughs> that you're that you're actually the guest slash you know host. You know, normally we have other guests on, so this is going to be a little right. interesting. Right. So um, and and I've never gotten to formally talk about my my interests and hobbies because I do bleed them into the conversations, but I don't because I don't go and spiels about them because so. nobody cares about your interest. <laughs> right, nobody cares about me and that's why we're saying this is the last episode of the podcast ever. Um actually but, this is the first episode back cuz we didn't we're not going to upload that other one. Other one was trash. Yeah. It was not good. I the other one I I think that's just a combination of like being fresh back and not have done a podcast not having done a podcast for a while. And I I was remote. I wasn't actually here, so it Definitely changes that the vibe. does change yeah. a lot, but it yeah. was good a test for people to do remote and it worked. It's just it's yeah, yeah it's not as fun. I'd rather have that be the test than when we actually have somebody on. Yeah, so exactly. which we we have somebody coming up here that is going to be remote. So oh, that'd be good, nice. Good to test it. So well, we all know who you are because we've you know listened to your podcast. So we'll skip that part. Um, what are your topics that you want to talk about today? Um, I figure we'll kick it off with uh, the one that I've done the most recently, which is hiking. Hiking and backpacking, so I do both. But So does this hiking include like where you hide all your dead bodies when you kill them? Right, yeah. So so instead of like a lot of people, a lot of hikers will bring gear a lot of times to survive out you know, in, in on the trail. But I actually cut up my bodies nice and small, stuff them in my bag, and I spread them across the trail so that the cops have a harder time finding them. Do you parts. do like that, uh, like the whole Star Wars thing where it's really cold? You cut open the tauntaun, you cut open dead body, mm-hmm. and just crawl up inside of them to sleep yep. when it gets cold. Yep. And when if I need food, I got you know fresh meat right there. So, and it's cold, so it's, it stays fresh. For... That's a dark start to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we kind of got off the rails already off the start. That's, okay, that's why we like it. We like so it hiking. Bit. All right. So like, do you hike? Do you do a lot of local hiking, or do you just go all over? Yeah, so throughout the week before work, and not recently since I've been dealing with house stuff still, mm-hmm. but before work, I tend to try to find you know, anything from two to five miles, and I'll go out and hike that trail locally. So That's pretty good. And sometimes if I can't find a trail, I'll literally just go walk for two to five miles just to keep my body in shape. Just somewhere? Just... Not, not as interesting of a hike, because yeah. it's not a hike. You're just walking through town or whatever, but you got to keep your body It keeps stuff, your you know? body, yeah. when you do hikes, that's you know, two to five miles. Year. As this camera angle makes me look like a fat fuck. <laughs> so, what do you do? <laughs> it's all, it's it's just, uh, the camera adds like a few hundred pounds, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it adds uh, 170 pounds. Yeah. So what, so you do a lot of locally stuff, so um, I know we don't want to get exact locations, but like, are there some pretty good ones local around like, say, a 30 mile radius? Like, I don't know if there's any around um, here. 
it actually kind of sucks because in our location, and I'll just say central, you know, that's better. Yeah, it's it's hard to find. There's there's a lot of trails, but it's hard to find one that's like of substantial dis- distance or like a good scenery one. Because I feel like central, like this area, is mainly like you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the amount of scenes you can find. Really, but like when I go and find something, I'll go out and hike it. Sure, it's a mile and a half. Well, if I'm hiking before work, I want to get at least you know three miles in. So now I got to drive, you know, pro- possibly another half an hour just to get to another trail to get my full three miles in or five miles in, or whatever I want to do. That's the issue with this area. If we were just a little bit more north, so much hiking up north. That's all the hiking. Uh, yeah, I I figured that you, you have the superior forest up there there's oh. so much hiking to do yeah I, the boundary I f- waters and everything i figured that as much you know and even even probably southern too mm-hmm. so when you get to southwest minnesota southwest. like the very southwest yeah. first of all we have wet rattlesnakes in minnesota which is something i learned through hiking which is kind of interesting because not that many people think we do no i but, wouldn't think that but yeah southwest you get a ton of, like near taylor's falls and international falls there's a lot of good hiking you're almost you almost feel like you're it almost feels like cliffs there which is weird for Minnesota well, and Wisconsin. Southwest, area. southwest though is like. So, I mean, I meant southeast. Okay, because southwest is like. I'm saying southwest this whole time. I meant yeah. southeast. And then you said international water, or that's up north. International falls. Nope, that's that would be south, um, southeast. It's like at the border of Wisconsin and, and oh. Minnesota. And um, actually, that park is kind of here's here's the fun part uh, I learned by by hiking is in Minnesota we don't have free camp laws which. I'll break the rules anyways, and I'll I'll just camp. And what that means is I can set up my camp as long as I'm 100 feet off a trail. I can set up my camp in the woods and camp there. You're not allowed to, though? That's illegal in Minnesota. That's illegal. And so the only way to hike, it's it's only legal on the Superior Hiking Trail. Why is it only legal there? Because they have dedicated backcountry camp spots. And oh. so you can camp there without booking it. And they're set up for you to camp while you're hiking the trail. But anywhere else... Especially state parks, you can't camp in state parks unless you book reserve a spot. And International Falls, that's a state park, so you have to book a camp spot. Well, the huge loophole to that is that it's right on the border, and so one of the cool things about it is it turns into the Ice Age Trail from there. Oh, okay. And that's Wisconsin. And so on the other side of the the basically the the river and the canyon, and it's legal there, right? It's legal to backcountry camp anywhere as long as you're 100 feet off trail. So if you go to Inter- International Falls and you plan on hiking, just don't camp on Minnesota side. Just wait till you get to Wisconsin side and camp. And yeah, then go and back. it's not like that even that big of a hike. You know, it's like three miles here in Wisconsin. You so. know, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Like the hiking stuff, like uh, back. What's it called? Camp. What's it called? Backpack camping or you're talking about backcountry camping? Backcountry camping. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the Appalachian hiking trail. Oh yeah, I want to do that someday. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's like twenty one hundred miles or longer than that. Mm-hmm. It's a long yep. trail. It's even longer now because they actually extended it up through Canada. Uh, well, right now it's twenty. Well, it says twenty one two thousand one hundred ninety plus miles. Yep, for the actual. It's probably trail, yep. here in the states. Yep, yep. So did you know that throughout this, there's over two hundred and fifty um, like sheds, like little cabins set up randomly throughout the trail where you can just pop in and rest for oh yep, sh- shelters. Yeah, but uh, it's first le- come first serve lean basis. Twos, lean twos, I believe, is the technical term for them. But well, I think some of them are real shelters. Yeah, here it's yeah. just it's just called shelters, and it says there are more than two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. backcountry shelters located along the trail for backpackers mm. on a first serve basis. Not only are they the best place to stay dry, but they reduce hikers' impact on the trail environment. So, it, yep. but you could be anyone. You, you could yep. walk up and then knock on the door, and there could be someone else. That's actually there. the issue with some of those. Um, from what I've heard from other hikers, is 
some of them are too close to towns, and they get a lot of riffraff in there. And well, when you're a hiker oh. and you've been hiking miles, you don't want some drug head in your freaking. You just want to be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. I didn't think about that. There's there's also one that's really cool in New York where you can get uh, you can get pizza delivered to the shelter. <laughs> that's not really. That's not really roughing it. No, that one's not. And see, that's the thing about those shelters. Some of them are super remote. Some of them are. It depends on which one it is, you know. But it, it says here if you want to like uh, if you want to hike the whole thing, like the whole trail, a typical through hiker takes five to seven months to hike the entire Appalachian yep. Trail. Yep. And as uh, as technology is kind of advanced technology i say uh with hiking gear and stuff people have kind of slimmed that down a little so now people are doing it about four and a half months on average roughly i mean it depends on what you want to do some people don't don't want to enjoy the scenery and they just want to fucking power through it it's kind of (laughs) dumb and that wouldn't that wouldn't be what i'd want to do but i still hike pretty fast so i would probably i would probably finish it in five months i don't know but and it says um like people normally start uh so the most popular starting it says here is in Georgia, meaning northbound. Yep. So you northbound. go north. Yep. If you're a southbound, you're a weirdo. Yeah. It's, it's exa- <laughs> it doesn't work for work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, it says uh, like starting in Georgia has been the most popular place to start. Um, it's but it's led to crowded like crowds between March 1st and April 15th. During yeah. this time, the southern end becomes really populated with hikers during the day, with dozens of hikers clustered around campsites at night. Yep. The Nobo hiker. I don't know what that really means. Nobo. Northbound. Northbound. Okay, yep. it makes sense. Um, Northbound. Typically, Nobo, yep. typically encounters wintry conditions in March and parts of April and hot, humid conditions in the summer. Yep. And then they have like the southbound, and it says starting uh, a southbound hike in Maine is by far the most challenging way to tackle the trail. It's uh, it's regarded as the most difficult mountain on the entire Appalachian Trail. The route through Maine involves extensive climbing and scrambling over steep, rocky route covered in muddy terrain. A heavy pack is required due to the distance between resupply points, and it's best undertaken only by experienced and fit hikers. Yeah. Sounds uh, kind of uh, rough. I'd love to elaborate on that because two things that catch my eye about what they're saying there. Southbound, the reason that people have a harder time with it is because the whole time you're going northbound, you're reaching Maine, which ends in on Mount Katahdin. That's where the sign is that says the terminus is. Okay. And that's such a great view because it's one of the highest mountains in Maine. So you're up there, gorgeous views. It's a great way to end the it's hike. It's a great way to end the hike. And when you go the other direction, you literally just end at a sign. In, in Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it, what it's talking about there with the strenuous stuff, it could be the hardest, especially for people who have never hiked that much. And they're like... I'm going to go hike this trail. And if you start Sobo, then you have to go over something called the Mah- Sorry, <laughs> Coke. The Mahoustic Notch, which is like one of the most tricky parts of hiking. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring a video up for you. Okay, well, okay, now flip-flop it. Let's say you start, you know, northbound, and you've been on the trail for, say, five and a half months. Could you imagine your last, like, leg of the hike is climbing up a freaking mountain? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's got to be kind of, like... I don't know how to spell it. Um, no, and and I get what you're saying, but imagine all you've done every day for the last five months is hike. You probably get used to it by then. Your body is pretty built by then. Imagine trying to hike up Katahdin to start the, the hike and know. then hike down it. Like I feel like it's harder because your body's not in shape unless you're like an expert hiker already ready. That's, that's true. I don't know if that if what you're reading says this or not, but there are people that are insane and they do what it's called a rubber band hike. I don't know. So they'll go they'll go nor- nobo. And turn around and go Sobo right away. And that's, you're hiking in winter weather. Yeah, because you take, yeah. 
I don't know how to spell Mahoustic, or I'd be able to find this way easier. <laughs> no, the only the website I'm on is just like the AppalachianTrail.org. It's like their, you know, official website. But it seems like it's it's got a lot of good views. I mean, obviously you're you're hiking up through like Georgia. I'm assuming Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia. You're going up through like yeah, what Maryland. Do you what do you hit? Fourteen states. Does do they have it? Does uh, it stay on there? I can Google it and see. Here, I'm going to play this too. When we get to uh, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. You hit a little bit of New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. That's yeah. the whole map. That's yeah, it's way. crazy. Oh. I'm going to click on this video real quick. Um, I might mute it. But if you aren't watching this, you, you, can, you can just search Appalachian Trail, Mahoustic Notch, and uh, you'll, you'll see. It's known as one of the hardest parts of the trail, so and you'll see why. We get to it. Here it is, right here. Oh, is she trying to hike it? Oh, because you got to go through these little <laughs> rock scrambles. And the the worst part is, let's see if she shows a better angle at the bottom. The worst part is that if you drop, and I've heard of hikers dropping hiking, uh, you know, trekking poles or phones or some shit. Like it's gone. It, no, it's there's gone. no getting it back. Yeah, it drops way down in there. You're and not like, gonna get it. What? Like imagine in the like in the winter time. No, yeah, I know. And if you. <laughs> There's crazy hikers like uh, the real hiking biking, the real hiking, and he's an insane person. Like when he was doing the AT, he did it in the winter on purpose because he did what they call that's the Mahoustic Notch, anyways. Um, he did what they call a uh, uh, calendar year triple crown, and what, what a triple crown is is what you were just talking about the a- Appalachian Trail. There's actually three of those in. America. And you got to do it all in a year? And you have to do it all in a year. So he was doing the AT last because he's familiar with it. So he figured, I can do it in the winter. And he did do it. He finished it. But when he got to, there's a point, there's a Harper's Ferry. You're in a different state for like 10 miles. And most of it's on a boat because you have to take a ferry. Well, the ferry isn't running in the winter because there's no hikers. So he walked so he across. Got, he got naked and swam across the river in winter. So he didn't get his clothes wet. For 10 miles? No, not 10 miles of oh, river. The, was, whole, the whole section is 10 miles oh, in the state. I was like, <laughs> yeah. he swam for no, no, 10 no, no, no. miles. No, no, he just swam across it because the ferry takes you across it. So what he, what he did is got naked so he didn't get his clothes wet. Right off on their side, put his clothes back on. Like 30 degree weather? Yep, got, he, degree. he said he got into his tent right away. He set up his tent right on the other side of the river, dried off, put his clothes on, got into his sleeping bag, and just laid there and warmed up. So it's terrible. It's but he, he's he's out of his mind. So <laughs> I mean, if you know what you're doing, you know I'm probably not going to do any type of hiking like that. Is there any kind of okay? Now you can't compare the Appalachian Trail to any hiking in this area, but is there any like strenuous hikes around here? That's like say 14, yeah. like 20 miles or 30 miles, or so, is there so any? we have plenty of 30 milers. And then we have a lot of bike paths that can also be used as a backpacking path, like the Soline Trail, Soline Trail. Sorry. Yeah, but that's like for four wheelers too, because I've been on yep. that one. Yep. So you could do that. Otherwise, the most popular one in Minnesota, we actually have a long trail here, a national long trail, which is um, the Superior Hiking Trail. Okay, that's so the it long. goes it goes from Canada, like you're on the border of Canada, and you go straight down along the North Shore all along. Lake Superior, Lake Superior, yeah, and then you end off in International Falls and go into Wisconsin. I mean, that's a good, that's a good. That's a it's three hundred and fifteen miles. If you yeah, do I was gonna thing. I was gonna say because like going from like Duluth to say um like that town right before you get into Canada because I've been to Canada Thunder Bay which is right in Canada. Yep. yep. But Grand like, Marais up there. Grand yeah Grand Marais that's the one. It's yep. like it's like three or four hours from Duluth by itself. Yep. 
And then um That's a pretty impressive hike. Yeah, and then what's weird is that we actually have the you take a ferry from Grand Marais and you go to what's called the Isle Royal. And that's still in Minnesota technically, but it's an island in Superior, which is wild that that's why it's a Superior Lake, but a lake has an island. Is it like is a is it like a like a ten mile island or like a like a So little... the hikes there's a hike that loops the whole island and the whole so in a circle it's thirty miles. So it's actually a pretty big piece of land then. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. just like a little Well, there's more than just hiking there, so you can you can have your kayaks you can have four wheelers ferried over for extra costs, and then you can go over there and ride around and shit. So, oh, we have a dog. Um, but yeah, so Isle Royal—that's kind of a bigger one. But I kind of want to go there, but I never have. I will eventually. It's just you got to pay fifty dollars for the ferry and and everything. So, it's kind of fun though. Then at least experience it once, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're in an interesting location for hiking because there's lots of hiking. But like you said, not a lot of views. So yeah. there are really, really good views. You'd be amazed, but you don't get them all the time. As opposed to if you were in Colorado hiking, you'd probably get views all Colorado, the time. Colorado, you know? yeah, or so. like any of those states that they got the Rocky Mountains. Like a yeah. bit like, um, um, you know, I went to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the Grand Tetons, which is in Wyoming. Yep. You know, that's freaking yep. that shit is beautiful. Want to yeah. go there? I yep. I went there. Let me tell you, it's. Yeah, that Ginny Lake right there on the on the like because you got the mountains and then Ginny Lake is yep. right there in front of it. Yep, we did. I did a little hike on that. I mean, it wasn't maybe like three miles. It wasn't like strenuous. It mm-hmm. was like mild to moderate at some points. But I I did that and it was it was fun. And then once you get to the top, there's a good view. And then you can take a you can t- if you go like, go back down, you can or you can take like a I think it was like a what do you call those not an escalator but um ski lift ski lift you yep. think a ski or lift a gondola you can yeah a gondola back down to like the lake and then get on a boat and the boat takes you across the lake back to your starting area or that's you cool. can just walk back down. whatever you want to do it doesn't matter that's cool yeah it was, it was yeah that'd cool. be fun uh speaking of yellowstone there's actually a the uh what is it called john no john mayer yeah john mayer trail and like, basically like the artist no, no, no. He's isn't like he's a, like an explorer. Oh, isn't like a John Mayer, like guitarist John Mayer? Like, like I think mu- so. Like musical Maybe. artist. Like, I could anyways. be wrong. I could we're, be wrong. We're going off. We're going it's off the, the rails JMT, again. but I could be wrong on his name. We're going off the rails again. Anyways, so John Mayer Trail, I think that's what it's called. Um, John Mur- Murray. John Mayer. Jim Mayer. John. The Jim Mayer River Walk Trail. That's how it's spelled, though. M U I R. So oh, so oh. John Muir Trail. What's the Jim Mayer River? What's that? I don't know. Let's click on that. Now we're going into the web something. Oh, I thought that's what you were referring to. Oh, it is in three point one mile urban trail. Oh, urban? city of Jamestown. Isn't that? Isn't there a massacre there? Jamestown sounds like a Virginia thing. Jamestown. There's a massacre there. The Jamestown massacre. <laughs> That's another <laughs> podcast in itself. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the John Mayer Trail, you you either start or finish in Yellowstone, and it's really hard because in order to um, start at Yellowstone or end there to enter, I don't know what I don't know the specific. I've never looked into it. I've only heard about it in other podcasts. But you have to like basically enter a lottery to get a reservation, like to get a, a permit to be hiking there. Because there's so many people that want to do there's it. So many people, and they're trying to limit it how many people are going into Yellowstone. And is that because that is that because of pre is that because of COVID or is it always been no? Like that's that? always been that way. Oh. Too many people want to do it, and it it crowds the hiking trails there. 
So you basically enter your name, and then they get back to you and say, "Okay, you're good. You can get a well, permit." I was gonna, I was gonna say that's weird because the Appalachian Trail's got millions of people on it, but then again, it's like three thousand miles long. So. No permits, and there's only a few stipulations. Yeah, and there's so. no, yeah, there's like basically they're like, "Hey, look, this is this is the rules, whatever. Yep. You know, you know your risks. There's resupply points. Make sure you pack. I right. think it said minimum three to five days because there are resupply yep. points. You'll but stop they still, in town and you'll do grocery shopping and stuff. So, but they did say a minimum at least just to make sure three to five days. Yep, that's usually what people yeah. carry. So, um, the only point that you have to worry is in the Smokies when you're hiking the Smoky Mountains. You can't camp anywhere you want because it's like uh, very protected, probably. <laughs> yeah, and so you have to hike. You have to camp in the shelters, which a lot of people hate actually doing. Specific shelter hiking. Well, I, I would say, yeah, because what they're all taking. It sucks. I will say, I've been to the Smoky that. Mountains many times in my life because I used to live in Kentucky, and my family, we would go to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge for, like, vacations, and the Smoky Mountains are really pretty. Yeah. They have, like, um, there is trails, obviously, but there's also, like, um, like, ca- like cart, like, roads, whatever, but th- there's one called, like, Pikes Peak or something like that. Yeah, know, Pikes Peak. Is that what, yeah, is that what it is? Pikes Peak. That's a... I've heard about it it's, hiking. It's so. like a well, I think there's a hiking there too, but you can take your vehicle up there too as yep. well. Okay. And it's it's like a, a big mountain point, I think, up there. And it's really pretty up there. Yeah. Especially if you can time it to go in the fall. Oh yeah. You got you well, gotta go in the fall. I suppose you would be getting there uh you'd have to really drag out your hike to be there in fall. Well, because you gotta think the fall starts there before here it's like what? October and it lasts like two weeks because it gets so yeah. cold here. Yeah. Fall starts back there in like September. Yeah, okay. You know. Okay. So, well, that'd still be a late hike though. Well, it, if you were saying like, if you were saying if I was saying you're hiking no, that. No, not really trail. September, that's a lie. More like October. If you were just going to do a hiking trip, then yeah, go in whatever October. Yeah, I would say October because I love October hiking. I'm that's thinking as a kid when I used to go Halloween like trick or treating, it was October, the leaves were changing colors. Here it can snow in October, you know, like it's mm-hmm. a little yeah. different. I yeah, I did a lot of hiking in October last October and best time to go hiking. Two times in a row, I actually planned where I was going to do the whole Superior Hiking Trail, and it's been uh, interrupted by something. So yeah, but you have to plan out like a how how many days off would you need? Three hundred miles? You need a like month. do a whole month. About a month. I'd average about um, conservatively, I'd average about ten miles a day. And if you already walk three miles a day before work. Uh, yeah, I'm used to hiking, so like I'll go on backpacking trips for a weekend, and and like I just did one with Emily's brother. Uh, we did one in Wisconsin on the Ice Age Trail, which is the second time I've been on the Ice Age Trail, and that trail is a motherfucker, but it'll teach you a lot about hiking. Um, but we did about twenty. Uh, we did about thirty miles in two days, so pretty good. So we just did fifteen miles a day, roughly. We were gonna do a two day trip. But the trail was half flooded, so we ended up just turning around, camping, and then hiking out. So, mm-hmm. fifteen miles a day, and that was fresh out of the season. I hadn't hiked at all yet. So, imagine if you had some more, you know, mm-hmm. months practice. Well, pirate. yeah, because last year when I ended up doing, um, I did some of the Ice Age Trail by myself, and that's the most desolate woods I've ever been in. The backwoods of Wisconsin are no life besides what? wildlife. Oh, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah, and I did one of the hardest segments, and I did. 40 miles, and I've talked about it on this podcast. That was when I rage hiked 30 miles out one day, 30 mile day. So that's my longest day ever, I think, 30 miles. A lot. I bet your body was feeling it after that. Yeah. But yeah. the best yeah. part about hiking is I get to eat a bunch of food afterwards. Because so. you burn all the calories, because you're burning yep. all the energy off. Yeah. Yep. And then you start, you know, and then you start burning all your fat off too because you got to go into your reserves because you got to get all the energy. Mm-hmm. 
One thing I really hate about Minnesota hiking and Wisconsin too for that is the, the position we are geography geographically geographically geo geographically yep. our water is shit because we filter water out there in the woods and for minnesota r- lakes rivers everything it tastes like shit yeah but there's so many lakes and rivers out there it's the worst though it's the worst tasting water well you gotta filter. <laughs> well yeah you gotta filter and you gotta no, but you filter it and it still tastes it, people think that filtering means it tastes good no it just takes all the it takes the bacteria out so you don't die. Actually, boiling it is probably the best way of doing it. Like, what do you mean filter it? What do you use, like, oh, like here, rocks, and you use, like, the sand and the rocks and all that stuff or whatever? I got my gear right next to me, so now this is a good chance to bring up some gear. Or is it, like, a... Right here. I oh. use, uh, what's show it to the camera there. It's called the Sawyer Squeeze. It's, like, the most popular hiking filter. Basically, it depends on how you want to do it. I use a bag. Some people use bottles. But you, you attach it. You screw it onto the cap there. So you fill your bag. You fill your bottle with your and lake water. And the flow yep. goes down. Looks open like. your cap. Hold it to your other bottle. Squeeze it out. Basically, this takes out all bacteria. So you don't oh, get sick. bacteria. Okay. But it still tastes like the water you got it from. It ain't changing the flavor. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a couple of things where like they make makeshift. Well, Makeshift filters where it's just with the rocks and then that's that. like that's like some survival stuff and and that's like well it, it's funny because they they word it like oh filter it so you stay safe it's like if you want to stay safe you boil it boil is the most efficient way if you don't have one of those yeah because that so, way it takes if it, the nice part about these is that you can have chunks sand whatever in your water this isn't gonna let that through so while your water is gonna do you taste like change, ass, how often do you gotta change that out. So you don't have to change this out. Basically, you just unscrew this, screw a bottle to this end of clean water, reverse, filter, reverse, and it, and it blows. It, it blows everything out. I think these can like die out and go yeah. bad eventually, but it's not that often. Not, these, not like a one-time use thing. It's no, and these are actually cheap. This is uh, twenty-five bucks. Not bad. So anybody can get this. You can go on a bike marathon. Get one of these. It's easy. It's this is not the fast way to filter water because it takes a little bit to go through right. and trickle down, but. Not bad. But that's what I use there. So I drank out of some questionable services. I was, when I went to, that's why I say Wisconsin will teach you a lot. Because Minnesota, the lakes suck, but they're okay for the most part. It just tastes like lake water. When I went to Wisconsin, it was during the dry year too. You know, last year we were in a drought. <laughs> so um, I dehydrated myself like I shouldn't have, but I did. And I was refusing to get water out of these little puddles, you know, but. I eventually had to because I didn't have a choice. I was going to fucking die. So I've drank out of some questionable sources before. Without having any filters? No, with the filter. With my filter there. So No tapeworm? No. Nothing. Yep. Nothing, nothing you know of. Yeah. Nothing. Nope. Just kidding. Yeah. I, I trust my filter. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Who knows? <laughs> no, that's pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, that's some interesting stories. I don't... I mean, I've been on a few hikes, but nothing like crazy like that. Like I said, I went on... I went on that hike in uh, Yellowstone, the Grand Tetons. That was maybe like a three-mile hike. I've been so I actually been on a couple up north, going towards Grand Marais. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best hiking in Minnesota. Well, there. like there's the Devil's Kettle, that waterfall. Yep, Devil's Kettle. Very short hike. That's but, the very beginning of the Spirit Hiking Trail, right there. You're at like 40 <clears> miles <throat> in, right there. Yeah, so I I went on just off the road and went down yep. there to yep. see the the waterfall. You know, um, Cumberland Gap is that one? Cumberland um, something. I remember, I, remember. I remember Cumberland something. I don't know. I actually, have a, I actually have a book. It's somewhere. I think it's Cumberland something like that. And then I went down that one. I Obviously, Gooseberry Falls. I've been all... I've hiked to that a couple of times. 
So like, I've gone a couple, but nothing like too strenuous. And then I went in the one of Smoky Mountains. I did one. I forgot what it was called, but it was like a three to five mile hike. It wasn't that bad. Okay. And there was some uh, there was some questionable spots because you the trail started off easy, but then you started to traverse up a mountain, but it's not straight up. It's just kind of a wind. You know how they wind up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was winding up the mountain, and there was one part where, like, the trail was, like, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't wide. Maybe one person wide, and you were, like, walking, and you were, like, it was, like, mountainside trail and, like, mountainside, and it was, like, kind of sketchy. But it wasn't that bad, though. That's kind of some of the more fun stuff is when you're doing that, though. Yeah, Yeah. and they they labeled it as um, mild to moderate, but it was only, like, one little stretch. The other ones were pretty wide, like, safety. There wasn't even a rail or nothing. Like it was, yep. it was a little. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. So, like, like there was, there was parents with their kids on it, and they got to that part, and the parents were like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can get a little weird." Then they but... started like there was like parents having the kids on their shoulders, yep. and some some families were like, well, they have multiple kids, they're like, we can't go past this point, like yeah. we're not trusting it." So then they turned around, went back, but um, at the very end though, it was pretty cool the waterfall, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> dope. Some uh, there are actually families that have hiked all three of the major national national trails with a full family of ten. So I couldn't can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> um, should I go over some of my gear? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What do you got? Oh yeah, I should say we're talking about while we're talking about trails. Central Minnesota, my favorite hiking trail is Kramer Lake. So Kramer Lake. Anybody wants to find that? It's in Central Minnesota. There you go. Hit hit them up. Don't hit me up. <laughs> but you can go there and hike. It's it's really beautiful. Some of the best views I think don't, in the area. Don't so. Hit me up. So here's my bag that I bring with me. Here. Hold it for weight reference. Um, Add like four pounds for food and I water. would say this is, I can do with one arm, my left arm, but I would say it's a good about eight to ten pounds probably. It's heavier than that actually. Is it really? Without food like... and water, this is about 20. So I do about, I do about 27 pounds on my back. Wow, my left arm is stronger than I thought because I didn't, <laughs> I thought that yep. was like. Well, it's also okay. the distribution of weight, so it works pretty well. Okay. All right. So I used to cold soak my food, and what that means is I didn't bring a stove. I didn't cook it right here. So that's, what's even left in here? That's fucking gross. Is some, <laughs> some oatmeal. So basically you put in your dry food, put water in, let it sit there on your back while you're hiking, get to camp, eat it. Fucking gross. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather starve. I think I'd rather drink oatmeal. water than eat this stuff. I didn't mind it. You know, I used to. So here's my thought when I was hiking. When I first started getting into backpacking ever, I thought, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to cook my food because I'm going to be lazy at camp and I just want to chill. Oh, this is like, this was like an ice cream thing. It yeah. Looks like. Oh, yep. so you literally just put a packet of oatmeal and water and just let it sit? Yeah, or know? I'll do potatoes. But potatoes, I'll put in the, I'll leave them in their bag. The instant potatoes, I'll leave them in their own bag. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, so, That's but my thought was I was going to be lazy. I didn't realize that I was going to hike as fast as I do. So I'm a fast hiker, so I get to camp really early. I'm just chilling with nothing to do. So I've changed my mind on this. I'm actually going to, I actually bought a stove and I'm going to start cooking. What, trail, what, like so. a, like a propane, like a little propane thing with yep, it? Yep, I'll show, what? I'll show everybody too. So yeah, uh, anybody who's looking to cold soak, uh, Talenti gelato, eat the ice cream. This is a great cold soak container. What you should do is like, uh, if you do get the grill and stuff, you should start fishing in the, like the lakes and whatnot. Is that legal here? Can you do that or no? Yeah, you can. If um, you have the fishing license, I guess. Yeah, right? you just get a fishing license and they actually, companies make backpacking poles so they'll have like mini 
fly rod poles that you can use for cast fishing. Kind of like break down, put in your backpack. Yep, it, it, breaks, it breaks down to like this big. Yeah. It's made out of like nice uh, uh, aluminum or whatever, like super light. Like I don't know if it's aluminum or not. But yeah. but just enough to catch you like a good like 5, 10 pound fish. And yeah, I'm up. not even into fishing that much. I know. Uh, You're going to be. Ibitat, he's been on this podcast, Ibitat. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Big guy, big beard hiker. Yeah. Uh, he, he loves to fish well i don't know if he loves to fish he just wanted to fish on his cdt hike and so he actually got a fishing pool and he caught one fish the whole time he's out there but he said hey it gave him something to do at on the trail so yeah i mean you're not guaranteed to get something but i mean but yeah that's a throwback to ivy tag go listen to that podcast if you haven't it's a good one he's way more experienced hiker than i am he's done all three triple crowner so we should probably move this camera closer if they want to see it more but oh, that's um, right so that's my sawyer squeeze uh, yeah. uh, i got this here light Here's the thing about headlamps. So if you decide you want to hike at night, obviously you want a headlamp. And I do a little bit of night hiking. It's fun sometimes. But um, you got that, and you got a lower beam. Then you got a flash, which I don't know why you would use that. But here's the one you want to use. If you come up on a campsite, if you're coming up to a campsite, you make sure you use this red one. Because the campers know that you're... Yeah, well, because you don't want to blind people when they're trying to sleep. You don't want to bother them. That's what this is for. And you're talking about oh, the shelters. The you're talking about the shelters on AT. People will stay up and read and stuff while they're in the shelters. Well, this light's going to wake everybody up. You want to use that one because you're going to be doing nice for them. Right here. This stuff's a lifesaver. This is uh, Picaridin. I'll let you look at it. So Picaridin is, it's gonna, you're going to feel a little greasy on your fingers. That's okay. Insect um, repellent. So that's better than your traditional DEET. And it's less harmful for your skin. But... It's got stuff that I can't pronounce in it, but yeah, it's it's a lot healthier for your skin and whatnot. So, is it? And it does a it does a good job repelling bugs. I did notice um, one thing it doesn't, which it it advertises to do, but it's supposed to repel ticks as well. And I felt like it was the same as regular tick repellent. So. Oh, really? I don't know. I, I, I'm really, I get, like, bugs eat me up, so. Right here I got uh, some, I won't have you touch this one. It's probably gross. Uh, body Glide Skin Glide. Now, I don't know if you listened to the episode where I talked about this. With, yeah, but, uh, yeah, you need that for your. Yeah, you need this for your taint, all right? Yeah. I'm telling you what, you rub that all up on your balls. You don't get shaving. And your up. feet, on your feet, too. Really good on your feet and your socks, so. No, you don't get chafing, yeah. Hey. <laughs> all over your balls. Let's break into the main gear now. What happens if you're a female? What do you rub it on then? Same blazes. <laughs> Everyone chafes in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> so inside my bag, I'm gonna hold it up. There's a bag inside another bag. So it looks like a garbage bag. This is actually a trash compactor bag. And what I do this for is like this is perfectly waterproof. I've hiked in downpours, like thunderstorms with crazy rain, flooding. And nothing got wet in there. Nothing got wet. So if you got it in this bag. You're good to go. But your this backpack got wet, though, right? Backpack got wet, yeah. and this backpack advertises to be water sealed. It you don't trust that. Put a trash compactor bag in here. You is it not? Wa- is it not it. water sealed, or is no, it? No, no, no. Water gets in there. So, so it's, yeah. just wrap it up in this trash compactor bag. You're good to go. Yeah, the old toilet paper. That's right. People always ask how you use the bathroom out there, and I think it's a weird question. Yes, you do bring toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? Some people just think you're like living off the land, but that's not what we're doing out there. <laughs> we're, we're walking, but comfortably. So here, what I got here, that's my food bag. It's a bear bag, so it's got this carabiner on you the side. You can hang it up on a tree or something? Or in what? here, yeah, I have a rock bag. You put rocks in the bag. You clamp it to the bear bag with the string, throw it over, pull it up. That way the bears can't get to your food, and then they're not bothering you in your tent either. Although I will admit I sleep with my food most of the time, so fuck them. 
<laughs> right here is what I just got. This is brand new, not even used yet, for coffee. So. This is my stove. Right oh, here. your stove. So okay. this is the pot you'll put the food in, and then inside, just got a little Bunsen burner type thing. Got the, got the. What do you call that? The fucking propane thing. Well, like, and then like, I got my little stove right it's here. Like a little, it's like a little Bunsen burner. Just screws right on top. Boom. Just like that. And I got this for fucking um, 15 bucks, I think, on Amazon. It's not bad. And then you just put that on top and you can make soup or stew or whatever you want in there. <laughs> yeah, here. Let me light it up. See if I can even use it. Just blow up my house. Yeah. That's pretty dope. And then this just goes on top of there. And then it just Boom. heats everything up. Boil your water, take it off. You turned it back off, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I know how to use it. <laughs> so yeah, that's my new cooking. That's my new cooking method. I think that this is gonna make me enjoy camp a lot more. I actually don't like being at camp. I hike a lot alone, so I'm bored a lot of the times. Um, and especially in Wisconsin, how desolate it is there. You never Bro, see another there's, hiker. There's nothing like hot food. Okay. When yeah. You're well, I'm gonna fucking learn because I haven't gotten that experience yet, really. So. There you go. I like how. Oops, sorry. I like how it's all. That. I like how it's all compact. So it just all kind of just. Right. That's one of the most important parts about hiking is trying to keep everything so that it's, you know, small, light. I'm not gonna. I probably won't take the rest of this out, but maybe I'll take this one out. So in here, I got a. This is my raincoat. I got my down coat in there, so if you're going to go hiking, down jacket, brilliant idea. And the reason my sleeping setup is, like, super light, so I have a tent. I just upgraded to a two-person tent. So before I was in a one-person tent, and it was tiny. It was like a coffin. Was, I just got a two-person tent. I set up my backyard the other day. I laid in there. I was like, this motherfucker is a mansion. You can fit, like, three people in there. Compared to the other one, yeah. And it's the same exact weight because I went with a trekking pole tent. So what that means is I don't need – it doesn't have its own poles to set it up. You stake it in the ground and then use your, your trekking poles that you're hiking with. Oh. Stick them in there and it stands your tent up. That's how you can use your own. Okay. So that's what I got in there is that. And uh, I just use a little quilt, like a super light quilt. Because if I get too cold, I'll just throw my down coat on. Boom. Good Does that warm you up? Yeah. No, no sleeping bag? No sleeping bag. No. Nope. I just have a pad that I sleep on and then my quilt. Right here I got my rock sack that I was just talking about. The rock sack. Here's the most boring thing, but I, I'm so interested in it. It's hilarious. Toss the sock. Right here is one of my luxury items. Toss the sock. That's what it says on it. Toss the sock. Yeah, rock sock. Toss the sock. <laughs> um, this is a luxury item. This is what we call a luxury item here in the hiking world. It's a battery. That's a big battery pack. This motherfucker will charge my phone up three days in a row, fully charged. Yeah, but, so it doesn't like... I know some of those batteries, they dissipate like uh, power mm -hmm. so like if you charge that it holds this charge for like what four or five days yeah, while can, you're charging other phone okay and i can easily get um i can easily get three charges out of my phone so That's good uh right here this is a bag for my other luxury item which is actually just wrapped up in here somewhere and this is a pillow so a lot of hikers don't bring pillows i do bring a pillow because fuck that <laughs> luxury item there's my fucking there's my quilt that's basically my sleeping bag that's outdoor, how small it is. Right outdoor there. down blanket. Yep. Warm, machine washable, packable, and water resistant. You, down is crazy how it works because down is not technically warm. Down entraps your body heat. So as long as I have this sealed, that motherfucker is way too hot. I'll tell you what. Right here? Toothbrush? Look at what I've done here. Toothbrush, toothpaste. You cut the toothbrush <laughs> down in half, didn't you? <laughs> I cut it more than half. 
Just enough for you to just... Just, uh, just the tip of the toothbrush, boom. That's all you need. You don't need that big-ass handle taking up space. Fuck all en- that. Just enough to... I don't know. I'm weird about my gear because I'm not... Uh, and then the, in here is just my camp clothes, and so people don't even think about the fact that you might want to change into a different outfit after hiking all day. Well, but, yeah, wouldn't you want to? You're still you stinky think. and smelly and gross. So that's what I have here in my little uh, wet sack, and this is just to make sure this stuff stays dry even extra, so an even extra layer of protection. Not too bad. Um, I love gear, but I'm not ultralight either, so ultralight, people get fucking crazy, dude. Their whole, with food, I think that people will get it down to like seven pounds. That's they're, expensive, they're by like, the way. Yeah, because they're getting, because they're buying stuff that's yeah. light. Like, they're buying like the best gear. <laughs> yeah, the super light, yeah. But that's my setup there, so I hike about 27 pounds on my back, fully loaded. I mean, like as, long as, it, as long as it doesn't like hurt your shoulders or back, and then... Yep, and a lot of that has to do with making sure you get the right, um, making sure you get the right bag and like weight ratio, weight to, yeah. Yep. It actually, in theory, I don't know. Are lighters fire or waterproof? Lighters, because uh... I, I was thinking I could, in theory, put this on my side back. But anyway, we'll I, I, I wouldn't know. We'll deal with that later. I'll put this all the way later. I put this down here. Yeah. So that's that's that. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know. I, I've i always been interested in nature, but I wasn't always interested in backpacking. And I can tell you as a, as a child, I hated going anywhere on trips like whatever, national parks or whatever. And I think that that wasn't because of the national park or the activity. I think it was because it was with my family. <laughs> so, Yeah, I, the older I get, the more I realize I like to... You know, like travel. See, like I'm in the Grand Canyon. I've been in. Uh, I've been to um, the Grand Tetons. I've been to Yellowstone. Um, I've been to Smoky Mountains many times. I've been to a lot of like national parks, and they're actually like I I enjoy them. Yeah, and then I feel like when I started hiking, like started backpacking, I always hiked a little bit, but when I started backpacking, getting into like this, getting all the gear and stuff, I thought, hey, you know what? I like the woods. I like the views. I like camping. Let me get into this. Yep. Oh, but when I started this journey of backpacking, I just thought, you know, I like the views. I like camping. I like all that, blah, blah, blah. So I went out and did it. And then I realized <laughs> something changed in me as I was hiking. And it's so cringy and cliche, but something changed in me. And I started to fall in love with it. But then shit got hard. Like I started doing hard trails and I got, I was sore. I hated everything about it. So I hate, I was like literally on trail being like, this is stupid. I hate this. Why am I here? But then after I was done with the trail, I always came back to thinking like I I gained so much from that that I actually liked it. Strange. It's, it's strange. Well, it's strange. A lot of hikers will talk about. A lot of times you don't even have fun on trail, and then when you get back and look back to what you it's, did, then, then you had fun. fun so no. and yes, it is cringy, but it is true. So it is weird. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my hiking uh, story there. So hopefully somebody will get into hiking because I was talking about it. Yeah. So another. Big interest of mine besides video games. We talk about video games so much on this podcast. It's like that's why I don't bring that one up. But um, yeah, motorcycles and and we've talked about that on here a little bit because I did have both of my my good friends that I met through motorcycling on here. Yeah, but, Josiah was on here too at one point. But uh, wasn't he? Yep, Josiah, yeah. Josiah and Nathan have both been on here talking about motorcycles. So we talk about some of our riding stories and <laughs> I don't know if we've ever talked about the time that we were riding down by. Um, uh, I'm gonna bleep it out, but. Okay. You know, right next to where you can see the river, and it's like them old houses that are all really nice up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were riding right there, 
And apparently, we're all talking on headsets, by the way. But okay. Josiah, he said we're turning left here and nobody heard him. And we were all too busy looking at, oh, <laughs> we were too busy looking at these girls okay. and, <laughs> and their fat asses. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> so all three, well, Nathan and I are fucking doing one of these numbers, double doing a double check. And then uh, <laughs> Josiah says we're turning left and we don't listen at all. And he's leading the group. And, bro, we're staggered. And luckily we were riding properly because, man, I almost fucking rear-end him. <laughs> and then I slam on my brakes. And I, I don't slam on him. I progressively stop like you're supposed to. And I did stop. And then luckily Nathan knows how to ride too because he fucking almost, he was like this close to my tire. <laughs> we almost had a collision. That would have been pretty bad. All because we're just like looking at getting fucking rubbernecked over. <laughs> and then. And then we rode up and, uh, and approached those women, too, because Nathan's like, I think I know them. And we go and pull up, and we're like, hey, you guys, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know, they were talking about some whatever shit. And then Did he know them or what? No. No. And then we pet, they had a dog, and we pet their dog, and we used that as an excuse. And, and that was like, it? Yeah. <laughs> that was a wild time. But anyways, do you have any questions about motorcycle riding? Um, I, I could talk about it forever, but... I'd rather have somebody who is interested in something specific. Well, I I've always uh, it's always been in the back of my mind to get a motorcycle, but I haven't I've never done it. Um, I've never even no. I think I have I have drove one, and I was like I was younger, and I think I was like eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. and my my buddy he had one. I forget it's like a red. I don't forget what it was, but he he had a he had a sports bike, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what you had a sports bike. Yep. And he taught me. He gave me like a little five minute rundown. Tell me, you know, I just do it, clutch. That's always stuff. good. <laughs> yeah, and then I got on it and I drove it for you know a couple miles. I, I it was all right, but I don't know. I feel like I'd, I could I could see how it's really dangerous. Put it mm-hmm. that way, and I don't know. I'm 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 kind of a I'm kind of a pussy. Well, so it's maybe. like I, I I don't know if I would like I would want I would love to, but I just there's so many bad drivers out there that's just mm-hmm. well something I would say uh, to people with with what you just said. Uh, cause obviously you're afraid of the other bad drivers, you know, take a motorcycle safety class. Cause that's what I did before I got my license. And well, to be honest, they give you your license at the end of the class. Mm-hmm. So it's beneficial to do it anyways, but mm-hmm. you learn so much about how you're invisible. So drive like no one can see you and you shouldn't have an issue. So like you already know that people drive dumb. They teach you the ways to avoid that. Yeah, always gotta be aware of your surroundings. Cause like I know yeah. as a motorcycle, you gotta be aware of everybody. Like that's why like I, I'm not a like I don't drive motorcycles, but like I have friends that do. Like obviously you did, and I still got friends that still do. So like whenever I see motorcycles in the road, I'm always giving them two to three car link space, if not more. Yeah, that's courteous. Yeah, and I always do that. And like if like let's say let's say I'm on the highway, especially going like you know sixty five seventy. If I'm in the right lane and I want to, I could say, pass a car in front of me. If I look and I, if I even see a motorcycle that's like three, four car lengths behind me, I'm gonna wait until he passes me because even I don't want to like get in front of him because I'm going like seventy miles an hour. I don't want to like yeah. scare him or anything like that. He could be four car lengths behind me. I'm still gonna wait for him to pass me because mm-hmm. I just don't want to, you know, cause that accident. I'm very aware. I'm cautious of drivers. Right. That's good. But then on the flip side, though, I get pissed off whenever they're going like 95, 100, and they're sweeping in and out of traffic. So I'm well, like, and that's yeah. that's their own thing. So it's you like, had there, there's some bad, just like there's like bad drivers in cars too. You're always going to have those people that you know. And and no, plenty of people. And I do that shit. I I also do that shit. But like when, so here's the thing I don't get about motorcycle rides. They'll be doing that shit. Somebody will cut them off. Then they'll yell at the car rider or the car driver. Okay. It's like well. If you're going to drive like that, recognize that that's reckless. And I know it's reckless. So, like, and now, no. 
now with my current life situation, I am going to get another motorcycle because I don't have one right now. But I probably won't ride like that as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do it every now and again for fun, but I'm going to be mostly sticking to riding in the country if I'm going fast. Yeah, so. I, I got gotcha. you. And then here, here's what else I would suggest to new riders. Go to YouTube. Oh, what's YouTube? And go to Dan Dan the Fireman. Dan Dan the Fireman. Let's check out what he's about here real quick. Oh, it tells you about... But uh, this right here is, is so a this no guy, situation. He is, he is an ex, an ex, a retired, I don't know. I don't know what you call him. A fireman. Retired fireman. And so he would, and he's also a biker. And he would, uh, he, you know, firefighters are the first ones on the scenes. Yeah. So he would always do, uh, like, uh, you know, medic shit for these people. So I mean, let's go, uh, let's move on to, like, immediately uh, pass this one to another one so you can see kind of the of advice that he gives. Trailer, but he's doing a great job handling this machine. He was able to keep it in the line. calling a trailer. Like a child with a coloring book, so did a good job. He's got spare tires for everybody else that might have blown up their tires, but he doesn't have full gear. Make sure you wear full gear, especially Those on this. Like you see people, oh, going a little wide, a like little that, wide. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people crash on. on well, it's not on too bad turn, though. He, and he's dumping the bike himself. So when I say wear full gear, this is kind of what I mean. You don't expect to crash. You don't feel like you're gonna crash, or you're just going nice and easy. But you never know. You mm -hmm. never know when gravity's gonna attack you. So there you go. And he'll sit there and he'll talk you through other motorcyclists who have made mistakes or maybe they did something good. And he'll sit there and he'll point out everything they're doing. And he'll say, hey, do this better, this better, this better. Or he did this perfect or whatever. Yep. So that's a, good, that's a good tool right there. If you're new, you never ridden a motorcycle and you want to you wanna learn good tactics. So, And that's kind of what they teach you in the motorcycle safety. He's just more intense about it. So. Yeah, if I get a motorcycle, it'll be like I said, a sports bike. That's what mm -hmm. what I would get. I mean, they're the most stylish. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean, like there's well, um, you could get a standard. Well, there's there's a guy there's a guy that um works at my work. He just bought a tw 2021 Indian motorcycle. Yep, Indian Chief. But it, no, 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 no. It was it was just a regular in, Indian. It was okay. an Indian, but it was like a sports bike, like mixed cross. I forgot oh, what it okay. was. So he got that Indian sports touring bike, probably something like that. Yeah. It was sick looking. It it. it it's, it sounds like a Harley, obviously, cause, but it's shaped like a sports bike. Like, those are pretty yeah, cool. That's a sports touring bike. So you wanted something like that, you know, like that bike. That my first bike was a sports touring, a Cowie 650. Yeah. So, But his his sounded like it was like, blah, 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 like it sounded yeah. like a Harley. You know, a sports bike, yeah. they have a different pitch to it, you know, and sound, but like his, his was really cool. I'll show you my favorite motorcycle sound. But I, I, like, the, I like the sports bike sounds, like the, you know, the... Kawasaki sounds and all that stuff. Here's my favorite sounding motorcycle, and if Nathan and Josiah are listening to this, they already know. Without even looking or having to hear what it's called, they already know what it is. Look, I already have it halfway. You already have it halfway watched. Okay, here we go. So this is just an aftermarket exhaust on this motorcycle. But is this, the, is it the, the exhaust or yeah, is it the? It's the Aprilia SVR or SV4. Yep, the RSV4. Oh, oh, oh that one. Just any of these exhausts on here. Here you'll hear the stock. I'll go back to the other video. Oh yeah, they sound good. Also, a very fast bike. This bike is so expensive, though. Twenty grand. You might as well buy a car. <laughs> for, for a bike? Yeah. It's like a racing bike. Yeah. It's track-based, but yeah. it's street legal, so... All right, here we go. 
Oh my god. You can hear it. You can hear it like a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a sports oh. It's like oh. a it's like a professional it's like the fucking best. <laughs> yeah. Also the Ducati. Now we're just talking about oh. motorcycles. Now we're really talking about motorcycles. Yeah, Ducati obviously is a Panigale uh, B4. Fucking crazy. It's crazy sounding. Ooh, Ducati. This guy, not wearing gear. Good start. <laughs> Just gloves. That's all you need. But it sounds so good. Look, look at that car over there to the right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does sound good. Yeah. So, yeah, some nice sounding, nice sounding bikes. That's for sure. You know, if I, uh, I could sit here and listen to exhaust all day. Oh. See, I like, I like the exhaust of, um, I like the, uh, the, the new, the Hellcats. Yeah. Like the Challenger Hellcats, but yeah, they have, do sound pretty good. but they had the, but they have the supercharger. It got that wine to it. So let's get that. Mm-hmm. Yep, the supercharger wine to Dude, it. I I don't know. People say turbo sounds better. I think superchargers super are really good. Um, yeah the the supercharger because like turbos sound good if you get if you get the good like the the good wastegates on it so you can actually yeah. hear it you know disperse yeah. the whatever but like the supercharger though it just has that wine to it it just sounds so more good. it just sounds like it's got more horsepower you know. Mm-hmm. And like the the new Hellcast, they there comes you know they have superchargers in them, and like I love the sound of that when it kicks in, you can hear it. And then, um, yeah, you're gonna look it up. Just look up like Hellcat. Uh, uh, Probably it. Hear that that little whine? Yeah. That, Sounds so good. I like the I like, I like the whine of it. Well, burnout. Yeah, once once it kicks in, you can actually hear it, and it just yeah. does that whine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that shit is good. Uh, have you heard the Ninja H2 with a supercharger? With a tur- they have a turbo on that, the H2. But it's on, on the mor- on the motorcycle, yeah. sounds a little dangerous if you ask me. They're already fast to begin <laughs> with. Yeah, it's um, it's a how much does it weigh? I don't know. It's. I, Think it's like a hundred pounds, not even, and it it's three hundred and twenty horsepower. You're looking. That's gonna. You're looking to die on that thing. This is my dream bike, by the way. The H2. You're looking. You're looking to die on this one. God, that bike is sexy though. Yeah, yeah, but. I want that bike right there. <laughs> you're gonna die on it. Got a nice little heads-up display. Nice. Nah, his camera's not gonna be good enough to pick this audio up, is it? Not once he's on there. Come on. I doubt it. Oh yeah, it will. Oh, so it's got turbo built on this thing? Yeah, it's stock turbo. You can hear it whining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, but that just sounds. That's just dangerous. Do this. Then this is not even street legal. It's the H2R. That's not even street legal. <laughs> oh, is it not? But he must be in a different state or a country then. I don't know. Yeah, it's not legal here. It's track only. 
no, he's Grand in Rapids, Michigan. He's in <laughs> what's going on, guys? Yeah, what's going on? Um, cool ECU flash. I guess got a PC file. Okay, let's go. When I was when I or something. Get to the part where he's speeding. Come on, brother. Does he speed on so it? Maybe traffic's a little bit. Oh, a little cooler. Of around, probably like 70. We'll go right here. A little bit, but this could be good right here. Okay. We doing that illegal shit. <laughs> That's what motorcycles are all about. Not sure I'm gonna be able to do it. There's a guy in front of me. Just do it. Do it, Pansy. Yeah, pussy. Yeah. Oh. Did you hear yeah, it? Yeah, he dropped. Yeah. The, he dropped the gear down. God. Dude, oh, could yeah. you imagine? I can't, because I went 180, so... <laughs> so I have, the fastest I've been is 180, actually. That thing went fast. On my, that thing on went my Gixxer 600 that I had. That dude went from, like, 60 to 180 and like... That acceleration's crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff that I would... I, I would probably do, but I, I don't know. I I mean, you gotta have some type of some some control, and like like he was even smart when he was thinking about it because he's like looking around. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna fucking full throttle when I got a line of traffic in front. It of me. was completely empty when he did. He wanted it. to make sure there's no cars, not even in this lane. He didn't want any cars in that lane because that can be dangerous. You know, somebody merging over, merging over. So if you ride smart, you can have fun and still, yeah, not sure have, crash. Have your so. have your moments. Yep. Yeah. See me, I'd be doing that kind of stuff though if I had like a faster car. Like if I had a, yeah. if I and, had, well, at least then it's a little safer because you're in the, you're it, in a cage. So like, it's... like I've like after you know two years after the split of me and my ex, you know, I thought about getting me uh, a Hellcat. Yeah, I had the. You don't want the GTR? Well, that would be my dream car, but like I wanted to get a Hellcat, but then also I got to think of the winter here and. Mm-hmm. I, well, you could make it with a Hellcat. It wouldn't be fun, but you could. You, you could, could get you could get snow tires, and I could. It would make it through there. I mean, it would not be ideal. I tell you what, it would. I tell you what, I got the horsepower to push me through any snow. (laughs) That's for sure. But the horsepower to push you straight to the ditch. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I I wanted one, but then I got to think realistically. You would have to do it as a second car. But yeah, so there. But there's a car, um, the the new Nissan, uh, 400Z. Is that what it is? The four, the four hundred, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's that one looks, and this front you're wheel. You're looking at, you're looking at spending about forty five grand. I you're think looking probably more than that because you don't want to get the base model. No, it's like I think it's you're probably gonna end up spending over fifty. I think it's gonna start coming out. I think, um, I think next year. I it's think, front so wheel whatever. drive. I thought it was uh, rear it's, wheel. It's front. Well, I think it's front wheel drive. It's, How would it be front wheel? Because it's, it's a seven speed. Is it, it not a drift car? Oh, you're gonna get the auto. You're not. No, the no, no, no. It, there's a seven speed auto or seven yeah, speed auto, okay. six speed manual. You gotta get the manual. I gotta get the manual. Even if you don't know how to drive it. No, I'd it's get, worth learning if you buy a car like that. No, so. I'll get the manual, but I don't know if it's um, I don't know if I think it's front wheel drive from what I read. And if it's front wheel drive, then it would be at least somewhat tolerable here in Minnesota. I thought it was front wheel drive. Real wheel drive. Oh, standard. See, that's standard. See, I would do it. I don't know. I did it with my um. FRS. FRS, yeah. And I had, I, it was fine. The only reason I didn't drive, the only reason I stopped driving in winter is because I put wheels that I cared about on there. So. I, I think it'd be fine because it's it, it's it's a lighter vehicle, but it's a V6, but it's got, you know, twin turbo, I think. It's a V6, it's turbo, it's got turbo on it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not twin turbo, but I think it's turbo. Yeah, but it's not, not like, it's not super, like, heavy and all over, not clunky. It's very small and agile. Yeah. I think you'd be fine. Do you ever watch Doug DeMero? Doug DeMero, no. Doug DeMero, he's a car reviewer. He's goofy about everything. But he already reviewed the 400Z, so... Because he gets all the cars way early. 
Yeah, I, so. I like that. That that's on my radar, but it's a lot of money. But that was on my radar. It's not crazy expensive though. The four hundred, it's pretty pretty decently priced. No, but that that's on my radar for getting. You know, out. they added a manual to the Supra. The Supra is so worth it now. Because before, the only reason I didn't get a Supra is because I didn't have a fucking manual. I still won't get the new Supras. I don't. Like the, I, don't like the, I would. I don't twin, like the way twin turbo V six with a manual, six speed manual. I'm all in. I don't like I'm the, all in. I don't like the way it looks though. You don't like the way the Supra looks? Mm-hmm. Oh man, those cars. The are old, the old, slick. the older ones. Yeah, the nineties. No, I love. But, I love all of them. All even the nineties. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Toyota fanboy over here. It's either Toyota or Benz. Like, it's I don't more Nissan as I drive a Subaru. <laughs> it's N- Nissan for me. I love those the Skylines and GTRs, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the GTRs are fucking mm-hmm. all-wheel drive too. Yeah, fucking mint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Now we're <clears throat> still talking about motorcycles. I want to find my fucking. Yeah. I want to find the H2. That was my favorite ever. Your H the H2. Oh yeah, you're a nice looking. And with the flat mirrors on there, they're, they're like stealth mirrors, what they're called or something. But yeah, it makes it look like a fucking fighter jet. <laughs> like a stealth jet, because yeah. all, all the sharp angles it has on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, cool. so motorcycles, big love of mine. It's I funny. It's, motorcycles. It's funny because right now I haven't been backpacking because I've been remodeling our house. And I haven't been riding a motorcycle because I sold my bikes. I want, I'm going to buy a new bike. I am. I'm not giving up that hobby. But like... Not doing either of those made me realize that when I'm riding a motorcycle, I don't care if I'm hiking. And when I'm hiking, I don't care if I'm riding a motorcycle. But if I'm doing neither, I need to do one. Yeah, well, so. you know, life, <laughs> life, life kind of hits you, and you have a lot of stuff on your plate this summer. So it'll yep. all come in due time. You just got to wait for the right moment. Yep. That's yep. the way I'm feeling right now. Like, I mean, like after the split, you know, obviously whenever you, you get out of something like that, you do a big purchase, right? Mm-hmm. And I swear, to, I was like... I was looking at Hellcats. I was looking at like, but I didn't want a V6. I wanted to fuck. I wanted a V8. Uh-huh. I wanted the manual, and I found some. Some were some were older models around twenty five thirty k, but they had some miles on them, and you know they're beat to hell because you you're gonna get if you get a Hellcat, you're gonna beat it to hell. Yeah, you're gonna fucking yeah, yeah. you're gonna hammer. You're probably gonna hit a few crowds of people too. Yeah, <laughs> that's Mustang. So that's not challenging. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, I found a couple, and I was like, I even went. There was one over here at the dealership here. Um, I'm not gonna say the name of it, but it's on by Fleet Farm down over, over mm. there. Mm. It's a Dodge dealership. They had one, and it was a 2015, 2016 model. I don't think it was a Hellcat. It was just a Challenger, but it was like a, it was a V8. It was a, you know, it was um. Mm-hmm. Didn't have supercharger on it or anything like that, but it, you could put aftermarket parts on it, and it was stock like three, four hundred some horsepower. Like it was a it was a beefy car. Almost got it. I mean, I, I walked in there and they were talking to me, and um, uh, right, I mean, yeah, you could. I almost did. I almost did, but then I thought realistically. I'm like, okay, look, I just got out of this, you know, marriage. All right, I have the money to do it, but is it really logical? Uh, so you did what I didn't do. I thought I bought a motorcycle. And a sports car, and right. that's all I had. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, what am I doing in wintertime? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I had to think about it, and I didn't do it. But I do know that my time will come, and I will get one. If I don't get one of those, it's going to be that 400. Or if I want to really save the money when I get older, get GTR. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they they start out 100k, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, new roughly. Yeah, but I will get a sports car at some point of something. Well, that's where we're both at because. Next April, I'm just looking forward to. I'm gonna get a motorcycle next April. I'm set on it. So right, right, right when the season starts. Yep, so right when I'm it. ready. Right when I'm ready, settling in with some of the life changes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I can convince you to get maybe even just a standard bike or something. We could ride together because riding together is always fun, and you don't have to go crazy. Yeah, riding it, by know? yourself. Yeah, I know. I, I I always see like when I go to gas stations, I'll see like group of bikers together, and I'm like, oh, I bet they're having a fun time. It's good fun, and you don't and you don't have to go crazy either. We don't have to be a fucking speeding and shit. We don't. 
Just go out for a cruise. Just you know? go for three, like a three, little three-hour drive. I will forever. I'll say this now. We'll see what happens in thirty years. But I'll forever ride a sports bike. It doesn't matter if I'm going fast, cruising. I love riding a sports bike even through town. So I like how it sounds and feels. That's just yeah. So okay. So there's some of the hobbies. There's the episode with me learning a little bit about my life and stuff. So too bad no one's gonna listen to it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's the episode back, and we lost all reviewers anyway. So no, Bill from no, I don't know up. if that's true. We'll see. We'll upload this, and then I'll be like, I'll be surprised if it's the same same viewership. Maybe it'll go down a little. Who knows? But. I mean, we told them the last podcast that we were going to be on a hiatus. Yeah, hiatus. Hiatus. And, and it wasn't that long—two months, probably. So, just life, life hits you, you know. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, that was a good. That was a good little podcast. Yep. Thanks um, for having me on your podcast. <laughs> thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> All right. Take care. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you guys want to be on an episode, you can email youarethehostpod at gmail.com. In the subject line, you put submission if you'd like to be on an episode. If you want us to talk about something, you can put question or commentary in the subject line. If you are listening to this podcast on any of the podcast platforms, you can also find a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.